amplifies it in another way. Right, by taking advantage of basically creating a vortex, like yeah. when you flush your toilet. Yeah. Just think how slow the water would pour if it just basically went straight yeah. down. The, uh, hey, the toilet power. Every oh, time you flush you. your toilet, you generate electricity. I love there's, it. A, there's a little turbine that spins. Yeah. I would not be the person who had to clean the turbine. Yeah. In this episode, we talk about companies that are using the OTEC, so that's water producing energy. And we also talk about companies that have got the SWAC, which is the water cooling system. They've got it all set up and there's several countries that have that going and we talk about those. And we also talk about what we think is a good idea, which is toilet power. We also touch on perovskite cells, which is the word I had a hard time saying in the episode, and how their innovation is becoming more prevalent. And the episode after this one will go into more details about the perovskite cells. So stay tuned to this one and the next one if you want to learn more about that stuff. And of course, this is all done in a light-hearted way where we're not trying to take over the scientific community with our expert knowledge because that's not the way it is. Ocean Energy Part 3 So different companies that do harness the energy of the water, so from cold to warm and warm to cold, whichever way it is, there's Makia Ocean Engineering, which does the one that they did the one in Toronto. Right. And they've, they've done them in a few places in the world as well. And then we've got a Japanese one, Nippon uh, Yasen Kabashiki or Kasimaksha. I don't know. It's Y it's NYK line for short. They're actually a shipping company. And they've been looking into different ocean energies. The whole process is pretty straightforward and well understood, right? Using the temperature differentiation uh, to work for a, a biothermal uh, loop. Yeah, exactly. And what I remember reading is that yeah, this technology is pretty straightforward. You're, you don't have to really reinvent the wheel. You mm. basically have a, a yeah water pumping. Cold water and hot water, and yeah, yeah. So, so ammonia could be involved. I'm not sure which companies have uh, developed and are using this technology. Well, let me help you out. Here's here are some of them. Ocean Thermal Energy Corporation. They focus on developing OTEC technology for commercial use. This company is involved in several of those projects around the world, including <clears throat> the Caribbean and Southeast Asia. And then we've got Saga University in Japan has built a small-scale OTC power plant and it generates electricity for the university campus. The university is also conducting research on OTC technology. 
And then we've got Crisco. This one was is with a K and it stands for Korean Research Institute of Ships and Ocean Engineering and has been involved in OTC research and development for several years. This institute is designed and built uh, they have designed and built a small scale power plant that has conducted research into the feasibility of using the power in the Korean energy market. Here are some companies that are harnessing OTEC and SWAC power from the ocean and big lakes. So companies that are using the air conditioning cooling of the cold water, we've got Bahama Results, located in Nassau in the Bahamas, and it uses um, the SWAC to cool buildings on the resort, pumping up the cold seawater from 2,000 feet, wow, to keep the rooms cool and reduce carbon emissions. Atlantis, the Palms, uh, the Palms Luxury Hotel in Dubai, which also uses the deep water cooling method, and it cools the buildings. The hotel uses the system and pumps the cold water from the Persian Gulf to cool its rooms, reducing energy consumption and carbon footprint. And we have ocean thermal energy, they also use OTEC and SWAC. The company is involved in several projects around the world. This includes the Caribbean and Southeast Asia. Uh, harnessing the power of the ocean waves for sustainable use. So harnessing wave power. Um, and the the good thing about if you think about wave power is that it's constant. Of course. Right? Yeah, as long as you've got a little bit of wind blowing, or yeah. as long and, as the tides operate under the principle. Of and the currents physics. as well, like they're constant. So, essentially, the waves go make a kind of circular motion. It seems like they're going up and down, but they go up to the top and then down around the bottom and then up. So it's kind of like a wavy yeah. uh, circular motion Yeah. Okay, yeah. caused by the wind um, mainly. Right. That's cool. That's awesome to be able to generate uh, power from that. And mm -hmm. if you think about it, you're kind of taking advantage of the wind in a different way. Yeah, totally. You're, because like you said, you're, the, the wind's pushing the waves. But it's actually moving something. It's not solid, obviously, it's liquid, but yeah. something a lot denser yeah. than wind itself. So it's concentrating. Mm -hmm. The wind energy is being concentrated in these waves, which carry a lot more power with them. Yeah. It per volume, it. right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just going on. But no, yeah, it sounds kind of interesting. Good. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It's totally interesting. And then you've got the currents as well, and then you've got the tides. So you've got a lot going on in the ocean. Yeah. There's so much potential. So much potential. Yeah. I, I think we've talked about it before, but I think about uh, tidal uh, power in the Bay of Fundy, for example. Mm, yeah. Projects there, at least at the experimental level, I wish I was more up on it. 
Mm -hmm. I might have known at some point, but I've since forgotten. I, it's <laughs> at least at the experimental stage uh, using the tides and a massive rise and fall. Of yeah. How many feet is it? The, I don't know. Uh, the, the tides in the Bay of Fundy are the greatest in the world. That's right. Yeah. So they anyway, must be. Are they, do you know they are harnessing it there? At least on the experimental tides. Oh, Bay okay. Yeah, I haven't looked into that. Height. That sounds very uh, interesting. 16 meters. Oh, wow. That's quite a bit. Well, or between 12 and 16 meters. Anyway, right. so that's, yeah, it depends on the time of year and all that. But that's insane. I mean, that... Also, using the spiral um, method of making the water go faster, so a river water, um, that's being employed too. And it's, it kind of speeds it up, amplifies it in another way. Right, by taking advantage of basically creating a vortex, like yeah. when you flush your toilet. Yeah. Just think how slow the water would pour if it just basically went straight yeah. down. The, uh, hey, the toilet power. Every oh, time you flush you. your toilet, you generate electricity. I love there's it. A, there's a little turbine that spins. Yeah. I would not be the person who had to clean the turbine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it would be some other way where it didn't touch it, I'm sure. Well, probably uh, capture the uh, the energy coming out of the tank above the toilet. Yeah, something like in. yeah, that but would that doesn't, that doesn't take advantage of the spin, though. That's no, that's want. true. I'm sure there's a way that it could be done where you didn't need to. It's just not been thought of yet, but it's one we could write down and get started on. <laughs> there you go. Within the water tank itself, above the toilet, when it like when you flush and the water drains into the toilet bowl, mm -hmm. on its way to the flush point, you create a similar little uh, oh, okay. a situation where that can go into a funnel, or, yeah. you know, basically have that toroidal uh, event happen. I think the low flush ones, though, they don't do quite do that. They just go and it's gone. Oh, that's true. Yeah, darn it, we're too that's late. <laughs> I think, it's, I think it was a low flow, but it did have some toroidal. Oh, it does, but it's flow. it's like there's not as much water and it goes faster. So they must have amplified the uh, the way that that's done, the power. So, yeah, if you could harness that, it could work. It would just have to be a lot of flushes to build up any energy. It'd have to go into a battery, I guess. You'd basically have to sit there just repeating. <laughs> no! Like, oh, well, no. Charging my phone. <laughs> well, also the the very thin um, proboscis, whatever the name are, it that is one of the uses is on uh, cell phones and um, wear it devices because it's very good at collecting ambient light. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, and they hope to have it up to thirty percent efficient, which is ten percent above the regular solar panels right now. That's amazing. Yeah. I wonder when uh, we can expect to see more about that. I know. Would you remember when lithium batteries became a thing? Like it just suddenly happened in my view? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking rechargeable batteries in general. That yeah, though they used to be terrible, right? It was in the 90s, I think. Yeah. And you, you charge something, and if you didn't charge it all the way up, then it would only charge to that point, the 10 minutes that you because you've forgotten you unplugged it and 
the new battery is basically useless. It went from that to what it is today, essentially. Yeah, which is amazing. I, I, mm -hmm. agree, on the, I, I agree with the, the charging issue in the past. Yeah. And you know what? As a matter of fact, it's so deeply ingrained that I still think of that being an issue when it's I charge right. my phone. Yeah. So you're telling me that's not a problem? No. I didn't not think anymore. it was anything. No. So right. there's a lithium ion uh, that that came in and it, and all of a sudden recharging was way better and you could buy rechargeable batteries like the AAs for things and just get a little charger and you got power for ages and ages. Yeah, I'm glad that uh, you know, things have moved along in terms of technology so now the batteries are actually rechargeable. Yeah. So I'm wondering if the same thing will happen with... Uh, Essentially, if you have glass on your phone, that could be covered in a material that would collect energy and recharge it, recharge it that way. I wonder if it'll become so normal. Wouldn't that be awesome? Imagine if they could build, like, what you're suggesting is like building it right into the screen. Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty well. Yeah, that would be so cool. And uh, maybe another way, a backup way of charging it as well. Well, and if you think about it, any... Presumably, any image that's being projected through the screen towards you yeah. is probably generating a little bit of electricity. Yeah, too, if it does it both ways. It's capturing about 30% yeah. of it, presumably. If, if it was a both-way thing. I'm not sure about that. Oh, and I also learned about a way that um, you're taking... Uh, so normally, the um, light that shines on a photovoltaic cell is one sun, right? Okay. So they've come up with ways to make, like, it's not essentially a prism, but that type of thing where it concentrates and it makes it a hundred suns and more. Um, they've, you know, they've been adjusting, adjusting it so they can shrink down the size of the photovoltaic cell and place above it this light uh, amplifier that increases the energy that is produced. Isn't that cool? So is it basically a magnifying glass? The, essentially that principle, movie? yes. Right on. Yeah. But it's... Onto but a it's, small cell. Right. And there, but instead of, like you said, instead of one sun, like even through a micro, microscope... Or yeah, a, it amplifies uh, it to many. Yeah. They've been working on, you know, amping it up. Huh? I think they were at 10,000 at one point. I'm wondering if... But, and I think this is what you said said or suggested or maybe i'm just reading into it but uh, a prism effect i could see you breaking the sunlight like both using it like a big magnifying glass or whatever to concentrate it into until like you said a prism and then with the i think it's uh, not quite a prism it's a bit different but if it, if it breaks if it then breaks down the light in any way so if it's refracting yes. the light if that's what it's doing into different frequencies then I could totally see, yeah, you could have like a hundred different frequencies. Yeah, I think light. they changed the way so it doesn't, you know, not a magnifying glass where it heats it up. It doesn't do that as far oh, as okay. I know. So but, they but diffuse it, different layers of light. Yeah. Right. And then they have different, I bet you there are photovoltaic uh, receptors for these different frequencies of light. I wonder if. Yeah, I think they're in layers on on the on thing, the like one. the different, yeah, on the same square, but in oh, layers. Okay. So they yeah capture okay 
Interesting. Sorry if I if I got that wrong. I'm just no, I think that's it. what they were saying. And also, but there is an issue in it that it has to be pointing directly at the sun for this to work because it's got to go through the prism or prism-like surface exactly at the right angle to produce the effect. So it has to follow, it has to be on a system where it, it follows the sun, which I've seen some setups where they are and they're using it. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, tracking the sun isn't, uh, yeah, isn't my, too hard to do. My dad you? wrote a program for that as well, Whew, maybe 30 years yeah. ago. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So he we don't like to take ourselves too seriously here on Green Tech Gossip. We just want to have a nice friendly chat about the different solutions that amazing companies are coming up with to help mitigate the issues and problems that the humans have created for the Earth. And we also chat about some seemingly irrelevant topics too, but they do tie in. So if you like us... Hit that follow button and you will get more and more of these wonderful episodes being produced every few days. Thank you so much. I'd just like um, to take a minute to recommend the podcast Climate Now. They've got some really good information and they go into more details on the technical side than we do on green tech gossip so if you're interested in more details try climate now hey folks thanks for tuning in uh great to have you join us today and look forward to having you join us in the future until next time this is frank and johnny b (laughs) and uh thanks for listening to the green tech gossip